Hey, what's up, friends? Welcome back to the Outkick of Bets podcast. This is the NBA betting show. It's December 26th, and after the NBA's Christmas 2023 extravaganza, they fired up nine games for us to bet on the day after Christmas. Of course, I've got the homie David Troy here to help me break down this nine-game slate. I have three best bets, which we'll get into in chronological order. But let's start with the, uh, actually, let's talk about NBA Christmas real quick. I do got to apologize to the listeners because <clears throat> I uh, I pulled a 180 and I, and I about faced my Warriors Nuggets handicap. I liked the Nuggets initially, initially, then I ended up taking six and a half with the Warriors, which covered, sprinkled on the money line, that lost when the Nuggets won by six. So I got it by the hook. Um, and I also flip-flopped on my, Celtics bet over the Lakers or lean over the Lakers. I instead went with the under in that game, which lost and the Celtics ended up winning. So that sucks. But either way, it was going to be a four in one day. And I'm pretty excited about what me and uh, David did on Christmas in terms of just the analysis and the coverage. Do you have any Christmas thoughts? Or do you just want to move past it? I I don't know. I thought the games kind of sucked, to be honest with you. I wasn't as into them as I liked. I know you were big on the Knicks. Um, I didn't have a play on that one. I did take the Nuggets uh, minus six and a half uh, when I gave it out for my other site. When I did it on the podcast, it was minus five and a half. So if you listened to the podcast and got it in early, you won. If you read the article that I put out, you lost. That's so what I was thinking. Yeah, that, that sucks for you. That's what I was kind of thinking for me. I was like, wait a second. Did I middle? Did I get everything? Yeah. I think, I think I did. I think I gave it out Nuggets minus five and a half on the podcast and then took Warriors six and a half. Yeah, which that's it's crazy that that happened. But, um, dude, you know how I am with taking the points. I always do go. it. I'll take one and a half if, I, if they're going to offer yeah. it to me. Look, I get it. I, I mean, I do get it. Um, I expected the Nuggets to win by like 10 points or something, but it wasn't won their spot. I also bet on the 76ers before Embiid was announced out. Um, part of that is deadline stuff, and you're trying to get um, information out to people. You know, they're going to be busy on Christmas and not necessarily have time to be reading articles and all that kind of stuff. So I put it out, and Embiid went out, and then I didn't, uh, didn't have a chance, although I think the Heat ended up, going into the fourth quarter tied with the 76ers last night <clears throat> and they just 76ers just fell flat so wasn't a great night for me um wasn't really a good sports betting weekend for me actually but whatever i'm surprised you missed the Embiid injury he rolled his ankle in the previous game which i think was what was that a friday friday the 22nd yeah. um i guess finished the game he finished the game it was against toronto Yes. But that was like one of those things where I was like, you know what? I bet you once the adrenaline ro- um, wears off, like he's going to really be hurt and I could see him taking a rest day. And that's something that like you almost always pick up on. Yeah, normally I would. And I did in this case know that he was hurt, but I expected him to still play partially because it was Christmas, partially because he still finished the game. <clears throat> um it just, you know, it didn't work out. Butler was out too, so it wasn't like, you know, neither one of the superstars was in it. I still think the 76ers a game. Maxie had an absolutely awful first half, and that just did me in anyway. So. It was his worst game ever. 
I think he missed two yeah. free throws down the stretch. I was sweating the over and the pace and action of that game. I think that should have been 250 points scored, and I was sweating it the whole time. Like these guys kept just running back and forth and missing contested layups and wide open threes. It was, it was infuriating as someone who bet the over, but ended up cashing. Luckily, yeah. I don't know, man. This this was just a really ugly game, ugly day for me, uh, unfortunately. But Maxi went four out of twenty. Yeah, from the field. And it, fe- it felt worse than that as you were watching right. it. <laughs> One out of eight from three, three out of six from the free throw line, and they still lost by six points. So, I, I mean, I think my analysis on pretty much everything I gave out was still correct. It's just bad outcomes. And I've, I've been in a little bit of a slump. So, you know, the last three, I think three NBA betting days, I, I haven't won, which is I think the longest I've gone all season. Yeah, dude, you've been good this season. I've been grinding, but I am plus two and a half units after Christmas, which is pretty exciting for me because I was, I think, down eight or nine at one point. So just kept sticking with it. Hopefully, this means good things into 2024. We'll see. Um, But let's get it going here. Wednesday, or excuse me, Tuesday, December 26th. First game on the board, the Brooklyn Nets. Are six and a half point road favorites at the Detroit Pistons. This is the second of a Nets Pistons back to back. I know because I bet the Pistons plus nine and a half when they were visiting uh, the Nets last week. They ended up losing by, I think, 11, not covering. I actually sprinkled on their money line as well. I thought this was the spot they were going to break their 26 game losing streak. That ended up blown up in my face. Um, just like every Pistons bet has blown up in my face over the past year or so. So needless to say, I am going to stay away from it, even though Jalen Duran is probable to play. So <laughs> I'm kind of, <laughs> I could end up talking to myself back into this right before tip off. Actually, no, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to Trader Joe's. I'm going to miss the four o'clock window on purpose, just so I don't bet this game. Do you have anything, player prop, total, or side that you're willing to give out here? Uh, I mean, I, I am looking pretty heavily at the under 230 in this game. Um, part of it is that they did just play, so again, you're going to get some defensive adjustments uh, coming into the game. Part of it is that they're coming off of a Christmas break, so they had Sunday, Monday, and uh, both Sunday, Monday off. Um, part of it is they both are traveling to Detroit. They did put up 140 or 241 in the last game, um, which you would think that the total should come down a little bit from that for some of those reasons, but now it's going down all the way to 230, which makes me think that this is probably going to be a pretty low scoring game. Um, in the last one, they both shot pretty well from the field. I think both shot over 40% from three. Yeah, they did. Um, and about 50% from the field. So I think this is probably one that is probably going to go under. Uh, But Detroit plays absolutely no defense, so it's really hard to just convince yourself to take an an under on their games. Um, Go ahead. Can I counter that and kind of support your underlook here? 
they do suck at defense, but they're actually really good at defending the three. They give up the second fewest wide open three point attempts in the NBA, and I think the fifth fewest just three point attempts in general. And you got to look at three point attempts and three point wide open three point attempts more than the percentages because, like, if you give if you give NBA teams enough three pointers, they're going to hit them. Uh, the 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 best way to defend the three is by not allowing them or contesting them, and that's like the one thing the Pistons do well, and that's why I actually like them plus the points and sprinkled on their money line against the Nets last week. It's because Brooklyn chucks threes. They have like a top I think eight three point attempt rate. They're actually a really good three point shooting team. They have lineups where they can just do all all five guys will shoot threes. So, like, you need to kind of be able to stop the three here. So, I think if those adjustments are made, like you said, and like I agree with, I'm actually I'm starting to see the underlook here. And according to covers, it's down from two thirty three to two thirty and a half. So, you could argue, yeah, at this point it's a little late for our market entry, but I don't know. It's it's under a pass for me. I would say that. Yeah. I mean, looking at some of the other things, the only the only concern I really have is Brooklyn's defense is actually significantly worse on the road, and that could be partially due to who they've played. Um, but, for example, they're giving up 121 points on the road per game compared to 110 at home. Uh, the Pistons are scoring only 108 at home, but that's still significantly above their average. I mean, you got 13 points there, so you'd be talking about them <clears throat> the Pistons somewhere being at like 114 in the game. Yeah. And that wouldn't, you know, obviously the Nets can put up 120. So just feels um, like it's going to be nut crunch in time for the Pistons until they win that, until they break that losing streak. Right. So like, yeah, you know, they if they it. have a lead late, they're going to tighten up. They're going to slow it down, stuff like that. So I think that can contribute to the under as well. Yeah. I don't know if I expect them to have a lead in this game, though, late. I, I still think Brooklyn is a significantly better team. Well, yeah. I mean, they're 2-27. and 27. Everyone's well, significant. <laughs> we, we, me and you could get a five that might yeah. be significantly better than the Pistons. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're good. Fair enough. Let's just hold on, David. You're not you're not team Pistons never win again, right? They're gonna go three and seventy nine at <clears> least. <throat> at least they're gonna uh, they're gonna get another one, right? I I honestly I said like the next time I think that they could win a game is against San Antonio January tenth. I think they lose almost everything else before I'm a, that. I'm a Brooklyn Nets guy, and I, I don't know if I if I didn't use my, if I didn't use my Pistons bullet the other night, I would probably use it here. Okay. Do I think? No, I don't think they're gonna win. <laughs> well, I'm saying, I, mean, I don't know. They're gonna win one of these. You know, I just hope it's the yeah. Lakers. That would be the funniest. That would be brilliant. I don't even know when I mean, they play the Lakers again. Some team may just take a night off too against them. But that's the other thing is but, that like once if the Pistons have the lead late, the other teams are like, wait a second, we don't want to lose these these schmucks. Yeah. The funny thing is they'll probably end up winning like two in a two in a row or two out of three. So like I said, January tenth against the Spurs, they probably win at home and then they beat the Wizards January fifteenth on the road. And then they probably lose again for a few weeks. So, I mean they'll probably end up with like ten or twelve wins on the season, I would think. 
I'm sorry, you see me looking off. My my lady knitted me a blanket for Christmas. Oh. Which yeah. I absolutely love. Good. And my dog is just wearing this thing out right now, trying to <laughs> trying to build its spot in my blanket. <laughs> She's been working on it for like ten minutes now. Or not mm-hmm. ten, but five. That's all good. All right. She sat back down. I think it's. I think in a couple seconds, she's like, wait a second, it could be more comfy. Hold on, <laughs> she's just gonna wear it out again. All right, so uh, heavy lean towards the under. I really like that 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 idea there. But you don't have. A, did you did you officially play the under? Or is that just where you're no, looking? Um, yeah, I mean, normally when I do NBA stuff, I wait until as long as possible to put it in, unless I really truly love it. And I've only put in one play today. Okay. Next game. <clears throat> Orlando Magic at the Washington Wizards. Magic are seven and a half point road favorites across the board. Totals at two thirty eight. I feel like the total has been getting hit a little bit in this game, if I remember correctly. Ninety yeah, percent of the money is on it, according to pregame.com. Went from two thirty seven and a half to two thirty eight and a half. I feel as though the Magic's offensive rating just plummets on the road. So I would kind of like to fade that one-sided action if I were to make a play in this game. I have I, I have nothing on the side or player prop. I, I have nothing in player props for today, so I don't even have to say that again. Do you have anything prop? Yeah. So side? Th- this is the only this is the only one that I made a bet on, and it's Franz Wagner over twenty-three and a half points in this game. Um, he had I think thirty-one in both of the games against Wizards uh, this year. He has, um, or the Wizards are one of the worst teams against uh, small forwards in the NBA in terms of defense. Uh, And Wagner gets a lot of shots. He actually is very involved in their offense. Um, Now there are some stretches, yes, where he's not, you know, he he, he takes a backseat to Bancaro and everything, but... um, I think in a game like this with a lot of pace and he'll be able to get a lot of shots off. I think he'll be able to get past 23 and a half points in this one. Okay. That's my only play in it. And that's the only one I've actually fully bet right now. Then we'll just move on because I have nothing to add to this. Uh, I have no actionable Intel for the magic wizards game. Um, But I do have bets three of which in this eight o'clock window, First game, at least according to my uh, sheet here, the Pelicans hosting the Grizzlies is a rematch of last Tuesday's um, Memphis victory where John Morant in his season debut hit a game-winning layup to beat the uh, Pelicans 115-113. to 113. I remember taking the, um, the Pelicans... Or, yeah, the money me, line, right? No, I took the Grizzlies and the no, money line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I took them plus seven and a half. And I forget what the money line was. Now it's minus four and a half for the Pelicans. 220 is the total. New Orleans were the home team last week. They're the home team again this week. I am going to lay it with the Pelicans. I think the three point shift is just too great. If you remember that game, at one point the Pelicans were up 24 points. Um,. And just everything went sideways for them. John Moran got in that ass, completely took over. Jaron Jackson just completely neutralized Zion Williamson. The Pelicans stopped shooting threes. Um, 
And yeah, just the momentum went against them and they ended up choking that game away. But, you know, them being down, the Grizzlies being down 24 in the first place is is part of why, why I'm betting the Pelicans. It's also, you got the zigzag theory here, right? I mean, this this game, this rematch is only seven days removed from the last one. So it, it's tough being the same team in the NBA twice, especially when you have two young rosters who kind of look at each other as like mirror images of each other. And there's going to be obviously a whole bunch of motivation for New Orleans to avenge that loss. Um, you know, if, if Zion Williamson can get going and Jonas Valanciunas, that can really collapse Memphis's three-point defense. Um, and I really hope the Pelicans shoot more threes this this time around. They were 44% from behind the arc last time against the Grizzlies, but only hit 11 threes. They only, well, obviously only attempted 25. So they can get that number upwards in the 30s. I'm going to, you know, I, I think the Pelicans can get out to 125 points in this game. Um, there is a chance first-year Memphis point guard or, or whatever combo guard Marcus Smart returns from injury today. I can't stand that dude. Um, I do think it could be addition by subtraction, at least in the first you know few games with him and Morant on the floor because you know the offense should be totally running through Morant and maybe Morant defers a little bit of Marcus Smart or Marcus Smart just takes too much responsibility upon himself and kind of throws a wrench <coughs> in Memphis's offense. You're shaking your head in agreeing uh, in agreement. What do you what do you think about that? I was going to say it, I don't think Morant will defer, but I think Smart will absolutely be like, oh, "Hold on guys, I got this." Yeah. Let me let me show you what I can do. Or you um, can you could just do the like New Orleans could strategically leave him open, you know, collapse on Morant. When he drives, Morant is forced to kick it out to him, and he he you know breaks a three like he's known to do. He can get hot obviously as well, but yeah, I don't know. I kind of cut you off there. What what else are you saying? Um, I I mean I like all your points on this one. Uh, this was a game originally that the Pelicans the the first one they definitely should have won, and they probably should have even covered. Um. But they just kind of fell apart. Yeah, they and, led for 38 minutes. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the one thing I also don't really like about this game for the Grizzlies is that they have to travel for it. Pelicans don't. I'm, I've been kind of looking at teams after Christmas just to see kind of what is happening. Um, and I want to I want to go back and check the last few years, so I don't want to miss misstate it here but i do think there's probably something to teams that were off and then have to travel not being as sharp or not being as good um there's a lot of signs that point to new orleans winning this game uh i personally have just one player prop that i've been leaning towards though uh and that's cj mccollum over 17 and a half points since he's come back he's played two four six eight ten eleven games and these are his totals, 20, 19, 17, 9, 23, 22, 19, 29, 18 against Memphis, 18, 13. So in three of 11 games, he didn't cover the number, and only once, uh, or one of them was 17, on a, and tonight's line is 17 and a half. Um, he's been fairly efficient, shooting about 50% from the field. Um, 
He's hit a lot of threes in some of these games, which is not really what he, I usually expect out of him. I'm I'm trying to query your post Christmas thing, just to make sure I'm chiming in. I know what we're talking about. You're talking about CJ McCollum over, right? Yeah. He went six and nine for three. He's the only really good, or was the only outstanding three point shooter in the last Grizzlies Pelicans game. I'm sure you yeah. just mentioned that. Sorry, I'm 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 also no. looking up what you uh. Yeah, no, 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 you're good, you're good. Um, overall, I don't consider him to be like a super amazing three-point shooter, but he, he's taken a lot, and he's been very efficient uh, with them this season. He's hitting almost three a game at home. Um, and again, this is a smaller sample size, but uh, if he hits three, that's nine points right there, and he doesn't need much more to get over the, the 17 and a half mark. So I, I like him tonight. He's also playing against Morant, who is certainly more known for his offense than he is for his defense. Not that he's a bad defender. He can he gets some steals and gets into some passing lanes and stuff, but uh, the focus is going to be Brandon Ingram, and once they collapse on him, McCollum should be open for some shots. Um, he's also, you know, he's played two of his last three games at home, should have kind of a little bit of familiarity there. I, I like his over for his point total. All right. I'm looking at the, the, the query tool from killersports.com is being funky right now. Um, so I'm just looking at basketball reference box scores for December 26, 2022. It looks like um, four of the seven home teams won in 2021. Looks like five of the seven home teams won. Um, excuse me, that's four as well. Wait, one, two, three, four, four. So yeah, four of seven in 2022, four of seven in 2021. And in 2020, it looks like... <coughs> damn, one, no, 2021, two, wasn't that the year that they... No, that wasn't the year they started late well 2020 would have been but then they started in the middle of December because they didn't give yes. up Christmas right in 2020 it looks like only one two three of the eight home teams won on the day yeah. after Christmas I don't know so I, I was I, I hear where you're going with that um but I can't yeah. can't find any data for that one so. yeah whatever yeah. Um, it was just a thought so, again, McCollum, what, you're looking at points or threes? Points over two and a half. Or, <laughs> points. Points over, uh, yeah, I think he'll get over two and a half points. Yeah, uh, lay minus 1,500. <laughs> yeah. uh, minus 17 and a half uh, for McCollum. His over threes, by the way, is two and a half, and it's at minus 140, uh, which, again, indicates that you're getting probably nine points out of threes alone for him, so you just need another nine. Um from McCollum in other ways and he's taken 15 shots a game maybe maybe a little bit less um he's averaging 19 on the season overall at home he's averaging 19 again he's he's you know like I said he's taken 15 shots per game uh attempted so this isn't that hard I think this is a a pretty fair point to uh to get for him or fair line for him all right uh, moving along 
my next bet here is in the Atlanta Hawks at the Chicago Bulls game. Right now, the Chicago Bulls are slight favorites. Actually, it's roughly a coin flip. I gave out, or I'm, um, <clears throat> I'm taking the bill or the Bulls here. Excuse me. I guess the best number I can find is minus 108 in DraftKings, but it's pretty much a coin flip. Um, it was Bulls minus one and a half. I'm not sure what changed. I don't know if you can fill me in Trae on that. Young was at, Trae Young was at the uh, shoot-around. Oh, all right. Per- perfect. That's Actually, that's good news because you know how I feel about Trey Young. And if he was going to yeah. miss this game, I, w- I would have thought addition by subtraction for Atlanta. Um, I do feel that way for Chicago with Zach Levine. They, <clears throat> since Zach Levine has been out, they are eight and four um, straight up. They're, I'm not sure what it is against the spread. I'm pretty sure it's a higher cover rate than it is a winning rate. But Levine has got a minus 10 on off net rating. So the Bulls score 10 more points per 100 possessions when Zach Levine isn't playing. The ball moves a little bit better without Zach Levine in the offense. Him and DeMar DeRozan are repetitive. These are, speaking of repetitive, these are things you've already heard me say. So I'm just kind of going back to the well here, fading an Atlanta Hawks defense, which is terrible, and back in the Chicago Bulls offense, which has improved again without Levine. Kobe White has stepped up in Levine's absence. You got Alex Caruso back there who can possibly frustrate Trey Young. Kobe White is more of a floor spacing, like catch-and-shoot player, so DeJounte Murray's like on-ball defense might not affect him as much. You got... DeAndre Hunter missing for the Atlanta Hawks, who's their best defensive wing. So you got DeMar DeRozan going against Garrison Matthews or Sadiq Bey. I'm not betting player pops right now, but DeMar DeRozan's lighting up one or both of those fools. I'll tell you that. Um, and I, I simply just think Atlanta has been overrated for years now, really, since making the Eastern Conference Finals in that bubble year. Or not the bubble year, in the... Um, the um, um, reduced crowd year, the the the, the 2020-2021 COVID year. And I don't think the market has adjusted enough based on their priors. Like, I don't remember what the win total was for the Hawks preseason. It was in the mid-40s, though. And right now they're 12-17. and 17. They're actually one um, win and, and loss um, less than the, than the Bulls. So... I'm going to take the Bulls here, and I'm happy that Trey Young's going to play. Uh, I don't disagree with you about anything you said. I bet the Bulls against Cleveland because it should have been a smash spot for the Bulls, and they lost. So Yeah, they lost by 14, and I actually had, I, I thought about that, and it's like, you know, maybe that like rejuvenates them for this game. Maybe, and you could be right. I mean, or at least it helps the price. Yeah, I watched that game, and they shot so poorly from three. They looked very disinterested in the game. I mean, they were out rebounded by eleven, and they gave up ten more offensive rebounds than they they got. The other issue I have is I did hear that Vucevic might be out, which is probably a bigger loss than people would think because a lot of the Bulls' offense goes through him. Um, so I'm a little concerned about that uh, in terms of the bet. So I'm not 
personally going to be on it. Uh, one, like I said, I risked too much on them the other day and lost. And uh, I, I think I need Vooch in in order to kind of even consider betting the Bulls at this point. Okay, understood. Um, Bulls minus one ten money line is is one of my best bets. I'm adding that to the uh, Pelicans minus four and a half right now. You know, you know, Max Strew scored twenty six points against the Bulls the other night. He was five of seventeen from three. Took seventeen threes. Yeah, what you said on the Bulls losing to the Cavaliers really doesn't make me feel differently. If I'm being honest. Oh no no no! I'm not. I I'm still stewing about it. Yeah, no, the I hear day you. Because the Cavs should not have. The Cavs didn't have three of their five starters. Yeah. And, and they're playing on the road right before Christmas. It sucks that you lost, but I I think that makes it better for that for the Bulls in this spot, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, like they lost based they on like effort, motivated. really, and that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, they didn't look like they were playing. I I need to read some more of the post game stuff and see what Billy Donovan had to say about it. But it, it looked like, like I said, it looked like they just decided to take Christmas off early. Yeah, I mean, but that's something that can be fixed easily. Like just try sure. harder. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So. Um, next game, Indianapolis, uh, excuse me, Indiana Pacers at the uh, Houston Rockets. Houston is minus three across the board. The over is 237.5. It's rare you see a Pacers total under 240 nowadays, but Houston is one of the better defensive teams in the NBA. They're elite defensively, especially at home. Um, right now, the injury report is Bruce Brown is out for the Pacers and no one really of note is out for the Rockets. I mean, Tari Eason is questionable. Reggie Bullock is questionable, but they still got their starting five in there. I, I, I still don't really believe the Rockets will finish the season as a good team, whereas I, I do like the Pacers, but they're a different team at home, and so are the Rockets. So because the Rockets are the home team, I'm just going to stay away from this one with a with a lean towards the, the Pacers. What do you – what are your thoughts on this this game? Yeah, I I probably lean towards the Rockets in this spot just because they've been very good at home. But I have nothing on the game. I do think uh, I also lean towards the under. To be honest with you, um, if you've watched some of the Rockets games lately, they they've been giving up much more points. Their defense hasn't been quite as crisp. So you know you know the Pacers like to play and r- run as much as they possibly can. Um, so I, I think those are just kind of the only reasons I, I have for it, but uh, I don't have an official on this at all. All right, then. Let's move along. Utah at San Antonio Spurs. This is the game that I marked. I wouldn't bet with your dick. The Ooh. the ja- the Jazz, are they favorites? They are. They're, they're two and a half, three road favorites at San Antonio. Totals at 242. Um Wembenyama is questionable, um, according to Rotowire. <coughs> I'm already sick of talking about this game. I I, I don't want to bet these teams in either way, shape, or form. Currently, what do you think for this game? Do you have anything? Uh, there's really no player props. There's really nothing. Like, I mean, I, do you want to put money on the Spurs? Do you want to put money on the Jazz? No thank you for either of those. It'll probably be pretty high scoring. Neither one of them play defense, so over 242 is probably not a bad look. 
Um, and that's if Wemby plays or without. I, I don't think it really matters. Um, Juju Champagne is uh, in the starting lineup for the San Antonio Spurs. He went to St. John's University, led the Big East in scoring one of those years. I'm a St. John's grad, so maybe I throw a little bit on his point prop if it ever comes out. Yeah, right now the only prop available is Wembanyama over 18.5 points, which I don't think is worth really anything right now. Um, Juju's in the light that finished fuck Laurie marketing up tonight, let me tell you. Think so? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I tried to bring some excitement to this to this game. Do you know how long uh, Walker Kessler's supposed to be out? No. I think he got replaced. Oh, is that it? Yeah. I think he, he like lost it. his job to Kelly Olenek. Why the hell would that happen? I don't know. Kelly Olenek has stretches where he plays really good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. is. Yeah. I mean, Walker hey. Kessler, he looked great as a rookie, but I mean, he's, you know, he's still yeah, young. No. Maybe yeah, he sucks right. this he's, year. He's fine. I mean, he looks like he's doing pretty much what he did last year, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. I was mostly looking just because I wanted to see about one by Yana's, like rebounding prop. It's at 11.5 right now with juice on the under. All right, I'm about to do the Midwest. Okay. I'm about to do the Midwestern get the hell out of my house move, where I just <laughs> slap my knees and say, well, "All right, <laughs> let's stop talking about it." <laughs> well, got it. Next game, right? You got nothing here, right? Officially? Yeah, no, nothing. Bet you use champagne over points. I play it up to fourteen and a half. He's gonna get in Lori Markman's ass tonight. Anyways. um... Minnesota Timberwolves at the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Minnesota Timberwolves, who I bet are two-point underdogs. Two and a half at points bet, so take that one. Um, I just, I just, you know, Timberwolves are a better team than the Thunder, um, at least by record and net rating. I think if you did like the flat, the five-point flip rule, which is mostly an NFL handicapping thing, but if you applied it to the NBA, that means... The Timberwolves would only be two and a half, three point favorites at home against the Thunder. I would think there's value in the Timberwolves at that number. So I think there's value in this number. The only thing that kind of explains that line would be the possible absence of Carl Anthony Towns, who's shooting his ass off this year. But Minnesota got Nas Reed coming off the bench, or he would replace. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, you would think him and Rudy Gobert are still an elite defensive front court or an elite front court. Nas Reed's actually like a pretty good scorer and uh, floor space and big. Obviously, Rudy Gobert is one of the best defensive bigs in the NBA. Maybe that gets more usage for Anthony Edwards and Kyle Anderson can step up with Carl Anthony Towns out if that even happens. But Minnesota leads the NBA in defensive rating. OKC is six. Both are really good defenses. However, the Timberwolves are five and one straight up with a plus 4.4 spread differential versus top 10 defenses. Thunder are five and five straight up and minus 0.5 spread differential. Um, Timberwolves beat the Thunder last month um, and outperformed OKC in three of the four factors. And they were missing Jaden McDaniels, who was a guy who. Plays really good perimeter defense. He's he, he's a 3 and D guy who I, I'm actually high on. Um, 
Timberwolves pretty much own the Thunder. Nine and one straight up in the last ten, seven and three against the spread. Uh, they have a three-game winning and cover streak against them. So I'm going to go ahead and take the the, the, the Timberwolves here. Um, plus two and a half. I, I'd bet it down to a pick em, So I'm pretty much locked in on this one regardless of what happens. You think they're going to win out outright? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just, again, you know how I am with the points. I'll, t- I'll take the two and a half. Oh, yeah, no, I got gotcha. Um. I'm not sure I agree with you. I I was looking at more towards the over in this game. Um, Sounds like you might disagree with me. I I'm not sure if I agree or disagree. I don't really know that I have. I, I, I don't know. Here here's the reasoning that I'm not quite there with you. Last game they played Oklahoma City 103, Timberwolves 106. All right. The bench for Minnesota. Scored 32, 39, 43 of their points. So almost, not quite half, up 40% of their points. And we know that role players are significantly better at home than they are on the road. And if Minnesota is only escaping with a three-point victory at home and has their bench contributing that much, much in the game for it, I'm a little concerned that they're not going to get that same kind of production. Now, Carl Anthony Towns, who you brought up a few times, he only had 13 points in that game. And I do think Jaden McDaniels is a big deal. Uh, him being on the floor will make a big difference for the Timberwolves. But this this does have me a little bit concerned. Uh, Anthony Edwards didn't have a bad game, but he only scored 21 points. Um I don't know. Something about it just doesn't sit right with me for the uh, the side. I, I personally am going to stay away from it, um, but I, I do lean towards the over, I think. Um, I think the, the Thunder are significantly better at home, and they're coming off what they, they came off a loss, right, I believe, to the Lakers right before Christmas. Yeah, 126 to 120. Yeah, my pages all just went down on the internet so well, your zoom signal strength is so strong so let's just keep playing baby. <laughs> well I can't, I can't bring up my next point because i don't have the information <laughs> that's going to share so i'll just uh, leave bad. it at that i mean well, lakers won 129 to 120 so i missed that one all right well uh i will leave it as you know i i think the game's pace oh there we go the game's pace will probably lead more in favor of what the Thunder are looking to do than the Timberwolves. And the Timberwolves can play at any pace, kind of like the Celtics. So yeah. that's where I lean towards the over. All right. Good stuff, dude. I'm about to go eat breakfast. We got we to gotta push through these last two games. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm getting hungry and cranky. Sacramento hey. Kings at the Portland Trailblazers. I really want to bet Portland, but they, they, they screwed me last time I bet them. I've had some success with them recently. Um, right now, the Kings are minus eight favorites. Over-unders, 236.5, excuse me, 237-ish. Um, I really like the way that Portland plays defense. Um, buying stock in them now that they have Anthony Simons, Jeremy Grant back in the fold. Um but I'm at the point where I'm pretty much putting the Kings in the ban list, regardless of 
if I fade them or bet on them, I, I, I feel like I've been losing this year with the Kings. So I'm just going to stay away from this game with a lean towards Portland. What do you think? Yeah, Kings have been really bad on the road, so laying eight with them is probably not a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Timberwolves have been – Timberwolves, Trailblazers have been bad pretty much everywhere. Um, it, it, they did just have a four-game home stand, five-game home stand before they played Golden State the other night. Um, and their worst loss was to Dallas. They lost – or no, yeah, uh, to Dallas, they lost by 11. And their worst um, loss by point differential was against at the Warriors uh, the 23rd, where they lost by 20. But their yeah, worst loss... Oh, okay, I see, I see, my bad. Yeah, those those four home games, or five home games stretch that they had here. I was going to say their worst <laughs> loss was to the Wizards at home by yeah, one point. By one. Yeah, but it was the Wizards. Yeah. Um, if you can I, tell by the tone of my voice, I bet the trouble is that's the one that I bet. <laughs> gotcha. These MFers, dude. My uh, my my only lean in this game would be looking at Jeremy Grant. I'd say over two and a half threes at plus money is actually a pretty good look for him. He's been shooting quite a few at home. He gets a lot of good open looks, especially with Simons on the floor. The problem that you run into with betting him is that uh, there are some games where he shoots four threes, and there are some games where he shoots like eight or nine. So you don't know how many he's actually going to take, which isn't consistent, and that's that can be scary because if you're looking for three threes and he only shoots four, he's got to shoot 75%, which is unlikely. So just a uh, just a thought there. I mean, I don't really have anything on the side or the or anything I uh, initially leaned towards the Kings, but they, they just have been too bad to, to really support. Yep, I agree. Final game, 10.30, tip off. Hornets at the Clippers. Clippers laying 12. The total is 228.5. I know there's sharp money on the total. Um, the public's betting the over. Um, or, yeah, the public's betting the over. The, the sharps are betting in the under theoretically who knows though i have nothing in this game Kawhi leonard could miss it um and the clippers look like shit without Kawhi leonard but i don't expect hornets to put up much of a fight since they suck too um brandon miller could be out lamella ball is still out this could be your terry rosier just goes off against james harden game but i got nothing in this one what do you think yeah rosier missed the game on friday or saturday whatever day it was um, I took the Hornets and they actually were really good against the Nuggets until the third quarter when they scored nine. Yeah, they got to score 30 to nine, right? Yep. Mm. And they were actually like competitive until then. And I think even the final score wasn't like brutally bad, but I don't know, man. I, I just, I can't, uh, I can't do anything with this game. 12 points is a lot to ask the Clippers to cover without Kawhi in there. I wanted to get something early because the Hornets still had to travel across country and all that stuff. So I was looking originally at like the first quarter. I think the Clippers can come out and knock them around a little bit. Um, But on their last few road games, the Hornets have actually come out and played fairly well to start. So... I don't know. If I get involved, it's going to be just Clippers first quarter. All right. 
Well, I'm not going to prolong this any longer, uh, any <laughs> further than needs to. Yeah, I got breakfast waiting. <laughs> I gave you out, gave out three best bets uh, to recap them. I'm going with the um, Pelicans minus four and a half. I'm going with the um, Timberwolves plus two and a half, and I'm going with the um, where am I? Where am I spacing out here? Oh, and the Bulls money line, which is minus one ten, give or take. You got over CJ McCollum seventeen and a half points. Franz Wagner over twenty three and a half. Player props from Davey. Love it. Yeah. It's all right, baby. We're gonna win. We're gonna we're gonna get back on the, the winning side of the column. I sure as hell. The ledger. So. All right, guys. Well, like always, uh support us by leaving a nice review on Outkick or on Apple Podcasts. You can follow Outkick Bets at Outkick Bets on Twitter, follow David at FuturePres 2024. You can buy a season-long MBA packages at Beaten the Bookie. No G in that Beaten. Uh, BeatenTheBookie.com. Um, until probably tomorrow or definitely Thursday for the NFL Week 17. Peace. Mm-hmm.